0: Years ago, I bought your book and a book still has been a blessing. Tell us a little bit why you decided to write the book and, and who will best benefit from it. Why did you decide to write your book? Tell us about it.
1: Well, you know, there, there is a thank you for for uh, your purchase of, of, of the book. I really appreciate that. Um, but but years ago, uh, what God really was dealing heavily with within me was the idea of his people and people in general understanding that they have purpose. Too many times, uh, people, individuals, we kind of like a wonder and wander, the two W's, wonder and wander. We wander around in life wondering what our purpose is. And I really truly believe that when we don't understand that we have purpose from God, we'll wind up in places and situations that we shouldn't be in.
0: Welcome to the Clarence Stores Leadership Podcast, a podcast about becoming 1% better every day. And now, your host, yours truly, Clarence Stowers. Hey, everyone, it's Clarence E. Stowers Jr., host of the Clarence Stores Leadership Podcast. A podcast about becoming 1% better every day. This podcast focuses on inspiring and equipping highly motivated individuals and creatives to take decisive action and level up in all areas of life while producing their best work. This week's episode, The Overlooked Leader, overlooked by others, handpicked by God, there are amazing leaders, phenomenal leaders, who are crushing it every single day, but don't have the visibility of celebrity leaders. The purpose of this episode is to highlight the overlooked leader and help them build their platform while gaining visibility. What does it mean to be overlooked by others, but yet be handpicked God. Thankful to God for this day, this opportunity to share, to to converse, to talk about leadership and what it looks like within our context. And what makes me equally excited is knowing that life is all about getting better. Life is all about becoming 1% better and that's the heart that's the goal of the Clarence Stores leadership podcast becoming 1% better every single day and certainly I'm thankful to God for our guest today Bishop Thomas Clark Orth I've known this brother for numerous years I'm not going to date myself or him but we've known each other for a while. We've worked in ministry circles, leadership circles, and I'm just excited that he decided to take time out of his life to converse with me about leadership. So I want to bring to the stage our friend, our brother, Bishop Thomas Clark. Bishop, what's hey. up, man? How you doing?
1: I'm wonderful. I'm wonderful. I'm wonderful. It's good to be here. How
0: are you? I'm good, man. Now that I have you on and I'm thankful that you uh accepted graciously accepted uh my invitation. I was sharing and we were conversing in the green room, Bishop and I. I said, "Man, you had to be that student that got 100s." Because I sent an email. I'm trying to be professional. I send out this email requesting information. And this is my only guest (laughs) where I did not have to do any work. All I did was copy and paste it. So all of the information about Bishop Clark, his book, his podcast, the things he's working on, it'll be detailed in the show notes. So y'all don't thank me. Thank Bishop Clark. <laughs> <laughs> that brother followed directions, man. So, man, how are you? How's your family? How's world deliverance?
1: You know what? I am well. First of all, um, to what you just said, my, my wife—I I can imagine right now—is <laughs> she's watching this. She's like, "Yeah, that's him. That, that's him," <laughs> you know. And she also probably saying, "Fastest stores." He don't just do that with you. He do it with everybody. Yes, try to, you know. But um, no, but uh, all is well. All, all is well. My family is, is doing well. You mentioned my wife, Felicia. She is uh, wonderful. She was able to retire earlier mm. this year.
0: Awesome. Um, from
1: from her, her job. But now, as God would have it, um, one of the major hospitals in the Chicago area is working with her to consult for them, some contract work. So she, she's doing well. My children are doing well. We even have a grand dude, seven year old grand dude. Grand dude. Yes, sir. He's doing well also. And then world deliverance or WDCC is affectionately call ourselves. Everyone is, is doing real well. All glory to God. Thank you.
0: Praise God, man. I'm so glad to hear that. And uh, of course we're going to dive into a lot yeah. of the details in regards to family and yeah. world deliverance and all that we've mentioned, and yes. um, this podcast or this segment in my podcast is all about leadership and all about that leader who who's making a major impact. We've all heard, heard of Bishop T.D. Jakes, Stephen Furtick, Pastor Jamal Bryant, and other. We call them celebrity leaders because of their visibility. Yeah. But we have leaders right here that we walk with every single day who may not have platforms as large as the aforementioned leaders, but they're making a major, major impact. And that's what this segment is all about. It's about taking a look at leaders who are making a major difference, but yet may have been overlooked, may have not had that big celebrity platform, but the world is about to know what I know and others know that there are men and women who are crushing it every single day, every single week, and the world needs to know what we know. And I'm so thankful to have... One of those leaders uh, here with me today, Bishop Thomas Clark. So Bishop, do me a favor, man. Tell, tell us about yourself.
1: All right. All right. All right. Well, thank you for the, the build up and then the you share. Uh, again, I, I'm, I'm Thomas Clark, married to a beautiful woman named Felicia uh, We're a blended family. We have three adult children. Our youngest, as a matter of fact, is twenty nine, and and so while I probably look real youthful and young,
0: yeah, man, you do.
1: Yeah, you see this <laughs> right here, though. Yeah, that's having three grown kids right there, and uh, and then we have a grand dude, um, uh, Darius Junior, DJ, and, and and I've been pastoring for a total twenty three. Years, the last 10 at World Deliverance Christian Center, uh, or WDCC uh, for short. I'm also bivocational, or some call co-vocational, and, and so as God would have it, I'm um, I, I also blessed to be Director of um, Communications and Advertising uh, Compliance, for what is the world's third largest communications company. So you have quite a bit going on and, but, but all is, all is well, but that in a nutshell, in a nutshell, that's, that's me. And, And just a humble servant, seriously, just a humble servant.
0: Rightfully so. And I can attest to this fact, this man is perhaps one of the most humble, humble, but yet godly men that I know and, Uh, He walks to walk, talks to talk, and I'm inspired by his character, by his uh, love for God, love for outreach, love for church planning, all of the above. And he mentioned bivocational, co-vocational, and I stuck a pen. I took notes when you were saying that because God is birthing in my spirit to have that conversation because I believe that you're going to be one of the pioneers to lead the way as church life changes. And there are a lot of our colleagues uh, where they're going to have to take a strong, honest look at that because changing times, changing financial situation dynamics, changing family lives, then we're going to see this become more of a norm. So I'm going to stick a pin there because you're probably going to be one of the ones to help pastors transition into bivocational, co-vocational. So I'm glad you shared that. I'm glad you shared that. With that stated, years ago, I bought your book and a book still has been a blessing. Tell us a little bit why you decided to write the book. And, and who will best benefit from it? Why did you decide to write your book? Tell us about it.
1: Well, you know, there, there is a thank you for, for uh, your purchase of, of, of the book. I really appreciate that. Um, but, but years ago, uh, what God really was dealing heavily with within me was the idea of his people and people in general understanding that they have purpose Too many times, uh, people, individuals, we kind of wonder and wander. The two W's, wonder and wander. We wander around in life wondering what our purpose is. And I really, truly believe that when we don't understand that we have purpose from God, we'll wind up in places and situations that we shouldn't be in, doing things we shouldn't do because we're trying to find significance elsewhere. As a matter of fact, the the book opens with... um, a hypothetical yet real situation people can relate to. And that is how oftentimes we ask children, what do you want to be when you grow up, when you get older? And we are amazed at different things they think of and they can say. But the better question would be, what does God want you to do? That's the better question. Since he created us and, and, and there's certain words now, world deliverance, phrases we use that we've normalized and we, we use it and normalize. So he created us as his Imago Day. that is the image of God, uh, Day, De, Dei, Day, De, image of God. We're his image bearers, right? And since we are his image bearers, he knows, one, the purpose, why he created us. He also knows what we are meant to do for him. And so I wrote the book uh, to, to help individuals, both followers of Christ and those who don't follow Christ, understand there is a larger purpose for your life. And if we can connect, first of all, with the Lord who gave us the purpose, and then understand the purpose that the Lord gave us, not only will we find more fulfillment, uh, but the world becomes a better place. Um, but then also, we're able really to contribute and not just consume. And so that, in essence, because the book ends uh, talking about, now's your turn. Now's your turn to go out and understand the purpose that God has given you. Who can benefit from it? I think everyone can, to, to, to be honest. Uh, it's interesting, as the publisher when you when you uh, you know you've written a book, and congratulations to, to you on uh, your book. And, and the publishers ask you, what category does your book fit in? So you put spiritual, but I also put self help, and that's because there are some who, while I don't consider and I wouldn't promote necessarily self help, there are some who, if it's only tagged as spiritual, may never read it but they will read something, self-help. So I don't mind the book being categorized self-help if when people read it, they read about the Lord has purpose for them. So I truly believe that anyone can benefit from reading the, the, my book uh, that God allowed me to write, Bloom Where God Has Planted You. It is time to fulfill your God-given purpose.
0: As you can see why this brother is direct communications, because he communicates it so eloquently. <laughs> ben, I love what you said. I wrote down that there's a larger uh, purpose for, for, for you. And coming out of, of this pandemic, as we continue to crawl out of this pandemic, uh, what a timely read for those who are reconsidering their purpose in light of all the transition that has happened. Uh, so tell us, where, where, can, where can we purchase your book?
1: The book can be purchased on Amazon.com, uh, uh, BarnesandNobles.com, ChristianBooks.com, and and then also you can go directly to the publisher site, Zulon Press. That Zulon, that's with an X U L O N. Zulon Press, and just type the name uh, either my name, uh, my author's page will come up, or the name of the book. Again, Bloom, where God has planted you, it's time to fulfill your God given purpose. But in any of those places. So online. I actually it was so funny. Uh I had typed something in last week and saw the books on eBay. Which eBay. Tri- oh. Yeah. Yes, yeah, sir. EBay. I was like, wait a minute. You how y'all making money off this? But no, I, I'm sure, I'm sure, But it was on eBay though. So but but I encourage people, you know, get Amazon, Barnes and Noble, ChristianBooks.com or even the publisher website it, it itself and it's reasonably priced. Um, on, on the book, whatever the, the going radius for, for it, um, but less than $15. And I really believe seriously that it will be life-changing. And the last thing I'll say about that, you, you just referenced something I said a moment ago in terms of purpose. We have to come, in my opinion, to a place where we, we can identify with a purpose that's greater than us so we can achieve something that's larger than us. Mm. We can never achieve anything greater than us if we have a purpose that's bigger than us. Yeah, and, and, and so it's something you you said often, and it's true that if if we do something where we are not guaranteed failure without God being involved, then it's too small. Yes. And, and, and essentially it's the same thing, Pastor, that, that we, we really have to identify. You know, there's a purpose that God has that's bigger than me, that only he can help us to achieve and accomplish. And as long as we're in him doing this, we'll find ourselves doing more than we ever could have imagined. But then what happens is we find a fulfillment, not because of something that we initially wanted to do, but it's what he designed us to do. And mm. if we can tap into what he designed us to do, what God designed us to do. Then fulfillment comes out of that. So yeah, that, that's where you can find it. That. And that's, I Ooh. hope people would be blessed by the book.
0: That's rich. Um, so much relatable Uh, Content So much relatable Uh, nuggets of wisdom, nuggets of truth. Uh, Man, I wrote down at least three things that are tweetable and everything that Bishop shared will be in the show notes of where to pick up the book, um, how to pick up the book. And just let me serve notice eBay. Y'all need to run Bishop his money.
1: Man, man, man. <laughs> I
0: like that. Yeah, run, run, run Bishop money. his money. Run him his yeah. money. Yeah. Oh, man, that's yeah. awesome. That's awesome, man. And thank you. As you know, this segment is dealing with the overlooked leader, subtitled, God Sees What Mankind Misses. Hmm. And we've all had those moments, Bishop, where we jump on social media and we see people uh, living life but not coming to church. We see people going to events, having an events, and not inviting us. And we know what it's like to kind of yeah. be slighted. But in regards to or regarding leadership, uh, there have been several times, because I didn't play the good old boy game, that I've been overlooked as a leader and We know what it's like to to be left behind. It's hard. It's painful. Yes. And in leadership, it can be accelerated because it's often been said that. We're some of the the most loneliest people on the planet. Hmm. So, Bishop, tell us about a time uh, you experienced uh, being overlooked. And how did it make you feel?
1: Wow. Wow. And, and you you teed that up very well, um, uh, pastors, What you're just saying, just overlook knowing that you have something, make it first person. Me have something I can con- contribute. I, I remember an instance years ago, I was at a conference and the speaker, one of the headline speakers that you mentioned, the celebrity headline speakers, had shared the word of the Lord the night before, and really was a blessing. I was blessed by, by the word. The next morning, we were staying in the same hotel. The next morning, I go down for breakfast. They have a breakfast buffet laid out, and I have my plate. I'm walking back to my seat. He's sitting there, and his assistant, his, his, his armor bearer, is getting his plate. Um, and i not trying to interrupt his breakfast. I respect people's personal space. I'm not trying to sit down with him and say, can I eat with you? Just wanted to say thank you for what you shared last night. And pastor, this man did. I'm going to illustrate for you all exactly what he did. As I'm standing walking by just saying thank you for the word, He just like this. He didn't acknowledge me. He didn't look up. He didn't say thank you. He didn't say, well, all glory to God. He didn't say anything. He contorted his face as if I was disturbing him. He didn't have a plate in front of him. His his assistant was getting his food. I had food in my hand. Clearly, I wasn't trying to eat a meal with him. I just wanted to say thank you. And and the way it made me feel, um, it made me feel insignificant. Mm. The, the, the lobby or, 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 or the restaurant area was crowded with people because conferences, you have breakfast, you go to class so people are there getting the breakfast for class and because he's one of the celebrity speakers everyone sees him and, and looking at him as I walk by and I said what I said and I wasn't loud but I wasn't quiet either because he clearly heard me so I was embarrassed because the people sitting there begin to snicker and look at me and laugh uh, because this man just straight ignored me, but it, also it disappointed me because it showed me that perhaps he and everything I, I say about you know I, I'm I'm a Chicago sports fan through and through. I, I love my Chicago teams, and, and generally, and there's a certain team on the North Side who play baseball that I really love, you know. And, and when they're good, yeah, man, and then they mess up. I say a thing that they start reading their own press you know and, and the problem is when you read your own press you get the big head that, that, that's how i feel like and so I, I part of me felt like perhaps he's reading his own press that 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 here's someone that's telling you thank you for the word and you can't even look to acknowledge and, and it really made me feel like you know what if ever i in, not necessarily to be a celebrity but but just in a position where somebody wants to say something because you never know the influence you have on someone, you never know the in- impact you have on someone, that I don't want to repay that to someone else by treating them or ignoring them or making them feel 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 bad um and and, and this has been years later, and it doesn't bother me, no, but I remember it, so clearly it had an impact on 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 me just in terms of being overlooked by someone that I actually looked up to and wanted to to commend on sharing the word of God.
0: My God. So rich and you're right. There's a saying that be careful when you meet your heroes uh, because in their humanity, they're bound to disappoint. And I wrote down three words because these are three words that I believe Jesus fought against. Insignificant. Wow. He felt insignificant you felt embarrassed and you were disappointed. Yeah. And it reminds me of the story of Jairus Hmm. reaching out to Jesus to heal his daughter. Yeah. And uh, Jesus had to press his way through the crowd. And that's where he met up with the woman who had the issue of blood. Yes, sir. And in the midst of going to heal Jairus's daughter, Uh, This person comes along who felt insignificant because she's a woman in that culture.
1: Yeah.
0: Embarrassed because she had this issue of bleeding, that that hemorrhaging that wouldn't stop and disappointed because the text says she has spent all of her money going to doctors. But in the midst of on his way to someone else, I wish this celebrity leader would have heard (laughs) this prior to, doing this to making you feel overlooked he stops in the midst of going somewhere else he acknowledges her disappointment her embarrassed feelings and her disappointment and she's healed yes and he finally makes his way and what if jesus i think would have done the same thing that you experienced then that story might have turned out different man that's painful and 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 i feel you i feel you
1: just one quick thing and when you said that made me think yeah what if jesus had had, had done that uh to to that woman who needed because jairus who was a ruler of the synagogue was more important than she was what if jesus had treated her like that and said well somebody more important wants me because yeah that that pastor when someone because i was sitting not too far from him when someone more important came up he got up out of his seat and gave a big old hug. And man, how you doing? Good to see you. So you just you hit on something right there. I'm, I'm done. I just wanted to say yes, yeah. What would have it done for that woman had Jesus treated her yeah. like that and yeah. made her feel like someone's more important than you? Man, yeah. doesn't oh, that? Oh yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just, no, no, just no, no. That.
0: This is rich. This is why the world is is knowing more yeah. in the world and knowing how incredible you are based on this conversation and doesn't it grind your gears? I know it does for me. Mm-hmm. How if someone has 10 more members than I have, all of a sudden they're more significant and acknowledged more so than I. And man, I feel you that, that just burns me up, but yes, thank sir. God in all maturity that, yeah. that we able to, to go past that and then get to get up yeah. Yeah. and hug yeah. Oh. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. and yeah. that is Absolutely. why, Bishop, we're having this conversation because I want the world to see there are people who are making or having a major impact. And and that the world needs to know uh, more about. And so we thank you for sharing that, man. We thank you for sharing that. What a phenomenal episode. And my hope is that you heard something inspiring, something creative, something that help you push the pause button and reflect. I love this brother. He's going to join us uh, next week for part two of The Overlooked Leader. And I can't wait to hear his story. Here's a teaser for you to join us next week. So, Bishop, my last parting question is to instill leadership principles into our millennial leaders or gen x gen z rather leaders what would the bishop today tell the bishop in making what word of advice would you give him i
1: would would tell him something i didn't even develop the last year and that is you have to have a worldview because whether you articulate your worldview or not everyone has a worldview So it's best to know and then articulate what your worldview is because then that helps shape your paradigm. And once your paradigm is established, that helps determine what you do and how you do what you do.
0: Are you enjoying the Clarence Stores Leadership Podcast? If so, do me a favor and hit that subscribe button. As a matter of fact, make sure you let everyone know. And while you're at it, go ahead and leave a review. It helps the podcast grow. Thank you. You've been listening to the Clarence Stores Leadership Podcast. Join us next time for more insights on becoming 1% better each day and leveling up in all areas of life.